Hey guys, I'm Andy. And I'm Ayla. And this is Sinister, Sinister Dynasty. Dynasty. So I have actually completely forgotten what I've written, so it will be me reacting as well as you, because yeah, I've completely forgotten what I've done. So what I'm doing though is Alice Parkinson from, well, back in 1915. Mm. So this is over 100 years ago. Time's gone very fast, 1915. <laughs> very fast. I didn't know I wasn't alive back then. No. <laughs> really? <laughs> No, just kidding. I'm over 100 years old. Just kidding. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll get, I'll just get into it anyway. So, Alice Parkinson was born on the 29th of December, 1889. So, even prior to 1915, she was born in... Hold on, 1889. Okay, like, we're good. <laughs> 1889, yeah. I needed a minute. Yeah, and so she was born in Hawke's Bay. She had 11 siblings. So, family of 14. <laughs> 11 siblings. Far out. Crazy, eh? Yes, I went because I'm thinking with my grandparents, they've got like four or five siblings, but imagine 11. Like, I thought five was enough. Yeah. <laughs> 11 was crazy. So, she left home at 14 years old in 1903. I probably would what? too if I had 11 siblings to get <laughs> yeah. my own room. So, yeah, so then she undertook a period of initial domestic service in Hastings. So, Hastings, Hawks what Bay. does that mean? I don't know. I should probably have looked into that. I'm guessing initial domestic service. I don't know. Helping out community, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. By the sounds of it, uh, Cesar only heard dad worked. So, again, going back to them having 14 people in their I family. could not imagine how her mother could work with 14 oh, yeah. kids. Oh, fair enough as well. I, I probably wouldn't want to. Wouldn't have the energy to. I would. I think I'd rather work and have them stay at home and look after the yeah, kids. Yeah, true. <laughs> true, true, true. But you keep, keep in mind, though, so 14 members in the Parkinson family. Family, and with one wage as well so feeding yeah. all those people on 14 on all those 14 people on one wage so after living in Hastings for a bit she moved, then moved to Napier and became a pantry maid in 1909 I'm not going to ask you what that is yeah. I assume I think it's self-explanatory yeah. <laughs> a pantry maid though is that a full-time like what well this pantries? was over a hundred years ago I'm so. sure it'll be something like well, they've got like those butler's pantries, I guess. So just I don't, I don't know. I don't know. See, it's I'm not, guessing it's just a normal maid. It's not self-explanatory. Yeah, I'm guessing it's just a normal maid who dabbles in pantries. I don't know. <laughs> Specialises. She specialises in pantries. Yeah. So around this time, she became involved with a man called Walter West. Oh, we've West. just done a Walter. Yeah, Walter Bolton, Walter West. They've got good rings to them, don't they? Yes. Solid <laughs> so names. he was a railway worker, and she, they were together for about six years. Mm, yes, yep. yes. So Alice actually thought that her relationship would last with him because they just seemed like they go the distance. Good on you, sis. You're in love. All good. Everyone wants to hope that <laughs> their relationship would last. And she <laughs> fell. Me? Yeah. Well, she fell pregnant in 1914. Not you, again, because this is 100 years later. <laughs> yeah, I'm not falling pregnant. 
Yeah, no, never. You never say never, though. No, probably touch not. Wood, touch wood, touch wood, touch wood. Yeah. So she fell pregnant in 1914, and in that year, because of the pregnancy, she spent all her savings, so all of her savings, actually all of her savings, on renting and also furnishing the house to prepare for the baby and just prepare for the family lives that I Walter mean, and her were going to have together with the baby. I feel that's a good, yeah, good decision. Yeah, yeah, and she was just preparing, right? So this is this can be a bit upsetting. So just. What, trigger warning yeah trigger warning here so unfortunately she had a stillbirth on the 1st of january 1915 mm. so yeah so she was released from hospital fairly quickly and so after that she just had to rely on her own resources really so keep in mind again that she'd left she'd spent all her money previously yeah. preparing her house and her family so before this point walter had promised to marry mary alice but after some time, he actually took back that promise and he decided he didn't want to marry her again. Or not again, sorry, he just didn't want to marry her. So at this point, so Alice had just suffered a terrible loss, like especially a stillbirth as well. Like you, yeah. like that's awful. That's really traumatic. By then, by this point, Alice had no job. She had spent all her savings. She had really nothing left over. And also keeping in mind that this is 100 years ago, her reputation because oh. of what had happened like it yeah she had can, premarital sex yeah and or yeah the illegitimate illegitimate yeah quotation marks pregnancy um yeah pretty pretty heavy stuff so she tried forcing walter west to marry her just probably out of desperation really like just you're losing, losing i mean she could also still love him oh yeah yeah but yeah. just trying to get him back you yeah, know and it's absolutely. like holding on to someone who who she thought loved her after a traumatic experience understandable like just try just trying to win him back so this is where it got a little bit forcing becomes a bit more <laughs> like actual forcing she first threatened him by letter to how formal yeah very formal maybe she wanted it in writing just him to sign it i don't know <laughs> i don't know for when but she yeah. takes him to court because he does not go back to her maybe, she's got it in writing maybe i don't know yeah so she tried forcing him by letter and then on the 2nd of march in 1915 so this is about a couple months after mm. after the birth she was 25 years old alice traveled to nelson crescent in napier and then she shot him four times in the head and chest. Girl, don't waste no time. No, no, straight to the point, I guess, yeah. So he died three days later, unfortunately, on the 5th of March, 1915. I'm assuming due to his injuries. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for self-explanatory. So she also tried to shoot herself as well. Oh, she did shoot, yeah. she shot herself in the temple, but it didn't kill her. So, yeah. So, yeah, going back to the bullet, it was actually too risky to remove, so the bullet just stayed in her Oh, It just stayed there. I don't know if it caused her any pain or not. Maybe, maybe not. I suppose everything would just grow around it, I guess. But I don't know. It, it stayed in there. I don't know. I actually, don't know yeah, how and that this works. Was, and this was 100 years ago, so pain medication wouldn't have been the best thing either. Although, no. to be fair, they probably would be using, like, heroin yeah. or something. <laughs> the good stuff. The good stuff. <laughs> Bring it back, no. <laughs> I mean, did it really ever ever leave? It's just not in pain medication anymore. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> well, it depends on the pain. Like, anyway, we won't go into that. That's, we don't have enough knowledge on that subject. <laughs> so Alice was convicted of manslaughter by the jury. But the jury as well also... Yeah, oh, for sure. Definitely, she definitely did it. But the jury also wanted to show her mercy due to the background. So her going through that experience and then him leaving her after she spent all her savings and then... Yeah. This, This case, what you've just said, I'm just like... I mean, why... Like, I understand she's had a shit run, but yeah. she's still breathing. Yeah, she still killed somebody. And that's what made this case quite big as well, is just the different opinions on it. So the Chief Justice, Sir Robert Stout, he ignored what the jury said, basically, and sentenced her to life imprisonment and hard labour in um, a prison in Christchurch, Eddington Prison. So what you what you just said basically like she killed somebody so yeah so good good decision on his behalf yeah and and parkinson's lawyer appealed the decision but it was declined so he couldn't couldn't do anything about it i just want to make it clear like it is absolutely awful what she has done but she does not deserve to get a lighter sentence because of the things that have happened to her yeah. You've got to live with the con- these are the consequences to the decision you made. Yeah. You know, he is no longer alive and yeah. you were breathing well, you were breathing. Yeah. Well, cuz we kind of we kind of actually gets to this and this this expert again, I'm just remembering what I've written down now, but remember it said that she was released from hospital fairly quickly as well after mm having that experience happen to her and there's the whole thing about postpartum depression as well so her not even having a baby to bring home as well could have oh yes that could have been really she would have been in a very 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 fragile space space. yeah Yeah. and then not having any savings or anything as well not having again agree agree with you she should definitely not have killed somebody um yeah she definitely should not have killed somebody but there is a little bit of explanation behind it. So the New Zealand Truth newspaper and the Social Democratic Party took up her case. Mm. So there was a dude called Harry Holland and he was the editor of the Māori Land Worker. He used the newspaper to campaign for Parkinson. So to oh, yeah, yes. back her up. So there was even release there was even a release Alice Parkinson committee or committees and they were mostly organised by feminists. So backing her up from what she'd gone through. Again, I don't know. Maybe they were trying to... Actually, no. Actually, no. It literally says, release Alice Parkinson. So I could understand a shorter sentence, to be honest. I could understand a shorter sentence. But I, I wouldn't agree with fully releasing her. I I wouldn't Unless agree. Unless it was like a mental institution like to help her. Now, if this happened today, with, with, with what we've got with our mental health, I wouldn't... I wouldn't want her to have a shorter sentence due to the circumstances. Mm-hmm. It's awful the circumstances. Yeah. But this has happened. These are now the consequences. Yeah. And she should definitely not be released. Yeah. I mean, too, instead, not released in the sense of she could have been put into a mental hospital. 
instead of a jail and held that way. Yeah. Which would most probably be better. But then again, mental hospitals back in 19 God knows when. (laughs) 1915. (laughs) And even now, they're not the greatest. Yeah. Yeah, they're not. Actually, we're going to touch on that as well. The mental health system over here is pretty... The mental health system in general is just appalling. Not so great. Not so great. Appalling. Yeah. You, yeah, you can you can definitely feel for her. But oh, absolutely. Yeah, but there is a big oh, but there. A big even, booty there. <laughs> There's a big, big booty. <laughs> begin to imagine what she's gone through. But oh, for sure. Yeah. She still killed someone. Yeah. Go, going back to the committees. Actually, no. Going back. So there was petitions made too. So as well as the committees, there were petitions. And... In total, there was over 100,000 people who had signed it. And again, back then, that's a pretty large amount of people. And especially as well, we didn't have internet back then. So they would all have to come sign it properly. That's pretty impressive. That's very very respectable. That's a high number. Yes. So the campaigns, so the release, Alice Parkinson committees and their campaigns and everything, they continued into the 1920s. So quite a few years after she was put in prison in Christchurch, but they did lose momentum over the time. Understandable Why was she put in Christchurch well. Hospital? I mean, Christchurch Jail. Didn't well, they have I, one up north? I actually don't know. That's a fair it's point. Weird. Because, yeah, she was put in prison in Christchurch, life imprisonment, hard labour. Maybe maybe that was only that was the only option for where labour was there. Yeah. That makes a bit more sense. I probably should have looked into that. I always miss things. <laughs> she was then released to her mum in, mid- in mid-1921 in Tenokino, so that's near Hawke's Bay, so we're mm. back where her mum was. I think at this point her dad had passed away or left or something as well, so just went back to her mum. So it was in mid-1921. In 1923, so a couple of years later, she married. She married a man called Charles O'Loughlin, and they had lots of children. Oh, it says several children. Oh, lots. Lots. <laughs> lots. Lots of children. <laughs> so he died in 1942, and then she died on the 21st of July, 1949. So seven years after him. So, yeah, she got out of prison. And then two years later, she married. Good on her. Kids. Yeah. Yeah. I guess she'd served some time, but... How long was she in prison for? Probably like five years or something, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So her subsequent trial and conviction became a subject of contemporary controversy for New Zealand socialist and feminist campaigners. And this was just due to the perceived severity of her sentence compared to male criminals. So again, <coughs> recapping, she had life imprisonment. And then got sent away from the North Island down to Christchurch. Quite a wee way away in those days, especially. No planes or anything. Mm. Just fly down. To do hard labour for life. Mm. That's pretty, yeah, that's pretty intense. Is, is Is that saying, you know, men get this but they're actually in prison for an extended period of time? Or is that saying, you know... Well, my, my assumption of it is the severity of a sentence compared to male criminals. Perhaps they didn't have to leave, they didn't have to go so far away from prison, and perhaps they didn't actually do much hard labour as well. Or her sentence was longer than a general sentence. For murder. That was life, wasn't it? 
Yeah, life imprisonment. I wonder what life was back then because life now is 20, 20 to 25 years. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That and keeping interesting. in mind again as well, perhaps other people didn't have to move. When they got sent to prison, perhaps they didn't have to move far yeah. away, but she had to move super far away, like you pointed out, from literally Napier to Christchurch. Very far away. Unless you could teleport and do the Harry Potter thing, like the, <laughs> uh, what, what, what's it called? When he's diagonally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, so, yeah, pretty, pretty funky. So her case highlights the social and economic vulnerability of contemporary women and reveals the double standard of sexual morality common at the time. I got that from a source. I don't use big words like that. No. But as I agree with it. Like, it, it does highlight yeah, it quite, the vulnerability. It yeah. was quite long. Yeah, that was, yeah. Hmm. and so the case also served as a focus for anxieties over inadequacies in the judicial system. So again, going back to the unfairness, yeah, within it. And that actually, that could have been like with all those campaigns behind her and stuff. It could have been about her as well, but also they would have been tying in that stuff like it's actually really unfair that you can treat a woman like this but you treat a man like this or um you treat a man like this who did this bad but then a man who did the exact same thing got super less yeah in prison so that yeah they they probably they just took her case because it fitted the they might have just taken her case because it fitted the thing of what they were going for and yeah did that so that some organizations compared Parkinson's sentence unfavorably unfavorably to the more lenient ones imposed on male child molesters too. I mean that's not even in the same fucking category. Yeah, but it's still pretty shitty. I I would class them as very similar. That's my personal opinion. I fully because you know in, yeah. in prison. Yeah. No. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Like. Yeah, our class was very similar. Because, I mean, like in prison too, there's murderers there, which sucks and it's horrible. But with child molesters, well, I've been watching Orange is the New Black, I guess, but they get stabbed. Like, they, yeah, they, they, they get... Yeah, they have a they, hard time. Yeah. Yeah, so when and you read again, that... fair enough. Like. When, you, when you read that, I, I personally think that um, child molesters should get a lot more than they do. Oh, yeah. They should, yeah... yeah. 100%. So I, yeah, that that came into my brain weird, yeah. but I think they should get a lot more. Oh yeah, exactly, and that's that's what they're saying here. Like, well, she's done this, and there's other stuff behind her, and yes, she committed a crime. But these pe these people who do these awful things to children, they're getting like less time or yeah something else. Oh, that I could go on about that for ages. That gets me so riled up. Oh, just same. About, like, it's disgusting. We'll stray from that though. We'll go back to this because yeah. I will go. We'll keep going about it. Um, so, uh, they actually insisted there should be more women judges, jurors, police officers, and MPs. So to help combat the imbalances and everything. Yeah, well, there is now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And again, this was like over a hundred years ago. So they're doing well. They they progressed. It. Yeah, they progressed in doing a bit better. Hopefully, you'd hope so. So the campaigners also drew attention to the lack of a system of probation for all but the slightest offences. 
So their efforts led to an act of parliament making probation available in cases similar to Parkinson's. So it's saying, it's saying here that there was no probation apart from when there was a really slight offence kind of thing. Mm. Like someone didn't do someone did something minor, they yeah. could get probation. So because of that case, they introduced probation to... Yeah. Well, that's... Well, for, for cases similar to Parkinson's, they introduced that. And the right of appeal was also extended. Oh. I don't know what that means. Does that mean that they've so got longer time to go... Appeal their case, yeah. Okay. Well, that, that's pretty good. That is good. That's pretty good. Because, again, they got declined when they first went for it. Oh, what I forgot to say. So, Stout, the dude who made the decision and put her in prison for life, he was also on the board of appeal. So... He declined it, and he was, yeah. <laughs> that said too, we because yeah. that happened in Walter Bolton one. Yeah, that's as a conflict well. of interest, eh? Yeah. yeah, that wouldn't have been a thing back then, but right up. Yeah, no. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, so what what it says here? So Alice Parkinson was frequently stereotyped as a villain, or a heroine, or a victim. So she in three categories by different mm. people she, was, she could be fit into anything into any one of those three so she appears now as a woman as a woman driven to solve her problems by violence whose efforts resulted in tragedy yeah yeah that's a that's a good sum up yeah and it goes to show again just violence isn't the answer it really isn't no matter if you're a hundred years ago like this case was or today or in the future like you should never resort to violence that's not going to help anything no it could get you put in prison for life and then be campaigned to be released <laughs> in the case of Alice Parkinson but um yeah, yeah. very good what why actually what else I forgot to mention so there is a restaurant and bar in Franz Joseph called Alice May Parkinson and it was opened by one of Alice's grandchildren. So there's a cafe and it's a name of her. It's a conflict of interest. <laughs> How um, is it a conflict of interest? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah, but no, so, yeah, so yeah, there's a cafe literally. We'll have to go and her. have a squiz at that because yeah. apparently that's quite You can nice. tell we're from the South Island. <laughs> we're not telling you where. Just got to roll out ours. Yeah, I think they can figure out pretty much where we are. Stanley Graham, our first case is close to home. <laughs> but yeah, pretty cool. There's a Good. whole cafe. Yeah, that was, that's cool. I did not see that coming. No, I didn't either. That's no, we'll funny. have to um, toddle down there and have a look. Yeah, I reckon. Be well, fun. and as, away. as Andy was saying earlier that um, we're going to start doing uh, recorded videos for Patreons. We'll include that in our recorded videos for Patreons. Yeah, they'll be really fun. <laughs> they'll be all funny to watch. You can just laugh at us. I'll be, I'll be shitting myself. I'll be like, ah. <laughs> that was a very short case. Again. That was good. No, that was good. Yeah. Short and sweet. We don't want to waste no. too many people's times. Yeah, my next one. I'm just going to warn everyone now. Again, we'll tell you what it is when we get into it, but. It won't be for everyone. It was a good suggestion, so thanks for the suggestion. But it might not be for everyone, so just keep that in mind that you might be skipping out my next episode. But 
Yep, and we're about to record my next episode. Yeah. Would you have to wait another week for? Haha. <laughs> Unless uh, you're a Patreon, <laughs> then you can get it early. <laughs> yes. Thank you for listening. Yeah, and please listening. listen some more. Also, give us some love on our social medias, which is linked in the show notes. Woo! But uh, yeah, thanks, guys. Um, yeah. Thank you for listening. Give us some love on socials. And yeah, I'm Andy. And I'm Ayla. And that was Sinister, Sinister Dynasty. Dynasty.